Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. Well, Merry Christmas. So good to have the the children with us. Matter of fact, I remember when I was uh, about six years old, we lived in Ottawa, and uh, five kids in the family, but this cousin of ours had come to live with us. I I didn't understand it at the time, found out later that his family was going through a rough time, and so my parents offered to have um, cousin Hillary come and stay with us, and uh, they were trying to just help heal him up from some of the stuff he'd been through. And I remember that Christmas very well. (laughs) Because, well, my family had, I don't know what it's like in yours, what it was like uh, for you maybe this morning, but they would, they would, uh, you would open, you would have one big present from mom and dad. And then the rest was all like, they'd wrap up socks and underwear and call them presents. Anyway, we had, but we had one big present. And when my cousin Hillary opened his one big present because they wanted to just help him and let him go first. And, and when Hillary opened it up, I mean, it was so cool. It was, it was, uh, it was cooler than a Nerf gun or anything that Star Wars could come out with. It made sounds. It had color when you pressed, pulled the trigger. Just, oh, and I couldn't wait for my turn. Finally, it came and I ripped up that wrapping of, that it was put into and I opened up my main gift and I saw a pair of slippers <laughs> with white woolly bumper around them. I thought I'd made a mistake and looked, no, that was my main gift. I remember sneaking off downstairs to the little basement bedroom that I shared with my brother and was glad that he was not there because I started to cry. God, how can you allow this injustice to happen? (laughs) How many have ever had a Christmas that didn't go the way you thought it should? If anyone ever had a Christmas that it didn't go the way it should have, it was Mary, right? I mean, we've been hearing about it throughout this whole Christmas series. And if you're a guest today or you're joining us online, we've been looking at that whole reality for Mary that, you know, this, this unplanned pregnancy, supernatural, trying to explain it to a community that did not understand, almost got the, Joseph writing up divorce papers over it, and then, and then she has to travel in her third trimester of her pregnancy via Donkey Express, boom, boom, bumps on the road. Can you imagine every time that donkey hit a pothole? what Mary went through, and, and they finally get to a community, and there's no place at the Airbnb, there's just, there's just this animal stable, oh, you can go stay there. Christmas was not turning out very well for Mary, and yet what I've got for you today, and I know it's, you know, you've got a lot going on today, I'll do my best to be brief, bright, biblical, and short, snappy, and spiritual, okay? <laughs> but, but, but look at this, Mary 
shows us how to get perspective when Christmas is not going the way we planned it to go because it sure wasn't for her. And she knew how to, when it wasn't going according to plan, she knew how to turn to something deeper that was in her heart. When people disappointed her or life did not go as planned, she really had this ability. She'd learned it. She crafted it. What God had revealed, she kept it in her heart. In other words, she didn't base her faith on what she did not understand. She based her faith on what she did understand. Now, if I went to every child in this room, and I see a lot of you, and I asked you, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> Don't you, you know, love hate when someone said no. If I go to every adult in this room, how many, everything's going according to plan for you this Christmas? You know, Christmas 2023, I think is going to be remembered as, uh, you know, <laughs> the Christmas that travel got interrupted, you know, coming out of COVID and not being able to get together. All across North America, people are stuck in airports and train stations, heard people on Via Rail in Quebec for stuck on the train for 14 hours and uh, not having food. And uh, uh, how many other, there's hundreds of thousands of people that don't even have power, you know? I guess there's no turkey for them or ham or whatever they had planned. I mean, it's just, so what, what was it that Mary was carrying around in her heart that helped her keep perspective when things didn't got, go according to plan and when people disappointed her? What, what did she fill her heart with? What was she pondering? Over? Pondering means you think about it over and over and over. You just keep thinking about it in, in your thoughts. And, and her heart is so full of these thoughts that when, when, when something unexpected happens or someone disappoints, what's deep in her heart spills out of her. It's like, um, it's like if you're carrying, right? I said, children are here. I've wanted to do this for years. Now the children are here, I get to do this. Because what happens? What comes out of this glass when it's bumped? What comes out? See, now you know, I've been wanting to do this for years. This is fun. So let me ask it another way. When you bump into something unexpected, say I'm carrying this water and I bump into something unexpected. What comes out? Well, because that's what's? Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's what's inside that comes out. Jesus says that about our hearts. Listen to what he says. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So whatever we put into our hearts spills out of our mouth, right? We put this in our heart, it... I just want to do it one more time. Because <laughs> children are here. <laughs> uh, this is good. So when Mary's crazy for his Christmas, get ready to hear... Matter of fact, we've heard them so beautifully. Thank you. What spilled out of her heart? Dr. Luke wrote them down for us in the New Testament of the Bible. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. 
Holy is his name. And she keeps going. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. She meets her cousin Elizabeth, and before she, she doesn't even say shalom, or what's up Liz, she doesn't say any of that. What spills out of her is how her soul is magnifying the Lord. And her spirit is rejoicing in God, her Savior. Life isn't going as it was planned. It's been turned upside down. But there's enough going on that God has revealed that that she has things she can focus on that she's so thankful for. And where did she get those words from, though? Well, you can read them in your own copy of the Bible. It's in the old part, the old part of the Bible. It's in 1 Samuel. She's been thinking about another mom that she read, don't forget the New Testament of the Bible wasn't written. She only had the Old Testament. And she was pondering how there was a mom in the Old Testament that God had promised a special son to. His name is Samuel. So you find these words in 1 Samuel. At that time, Hannah, that's Samuel's mom's name, prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. So here's how it happened. Before Mary went to visit her relative Elizabeth, she'd been thinking about another mom in the Bible. She'd been pondering how God works, how he worked in the past. And the words were already in her heart, and so And so they just spilled out of her mouth. Like Jesus said, out of her heart, her mouth spoke. Mary shows us how to get ourselves into a better place when we're feeling stressed out, when things don't go the way we expected them or we're hurt because people disappoint us. You know what she does? First of all, I'm gonna tell you four things. Here's the first one. Refocus on who God really is. Now, there's something about magnify the Lord that has always bothered me. Because some people think magnifying the Lord is mean that you, make, you try to make God bigger than he already is. Right? You magnify him. Uh, listen, I, I just happened to see this on the way out of the office. I won't tell you why I use it. But how many of you notice the older you get, the smaller they make the print? Just the way it is, I guess. But I, listen, when I use this magnifying glass, I remember using it as a little boy and, and putting it on uh, something that I was looking at, and whoa, I didn't know that was there, right? Was it already there? All the magnifying glasses, it's not making it bigger, it's helping me see what is already there. And listen, when you magnify the Lord, you're not making God bigger than he already is, you are seeing how big he already is. You're seeing how wonderful, how good and kind and gracious and faithful he already is. And so when Mary says, magnify the Lord, she's not talking about making God bigger than he already is. He says, see him as he really is. (laughs) See him as, take a closer look. You know, sometimes people tell me they don't believe in God. 
And if it fits, I'll say to them, I've heard someone say it, and so I just say it. And that is, um, tell me about the God that you don't believe in because when you describe him, chances are I won't believe in that God either. <laughs> Take a closer look at who God really is. One time Jesus said, you want to know what God is like? Because his audience was sort of legalistic and had these views of God and they need to be, get to God through religion. He said, no, 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 you, you come through me. But, but he says, you know what? You want to know what God really looks like? He said, take a good look at me. Listen, he who has seen me has seen the Father. You want to know what God looks like? Take a good look at me, Jesus is saying. When we take a good look at Jesus, what do we see? We sang about it this morning. We see a God who loves you so much that he left heaven to come to earth, to humble himself and become a a person so that he could show us the way back to God so we could live the way God intended humans to live with him forever and forever. That's that's exactly what we see when we take a good look at who God is. And so so, so Mary helps us that no matter who's disappointing us, even this Christmas or or what's not turning out the way we we thought it would, magnify the Lord, not the problem, right? (laughs) Magnify the Lord. Okay, what else spills out of her mouth? Listen to this. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations are going to call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. You know what she's doing here? She's recalling how God has been good to her in her past. Recalling how good. How how did those particular words though, how did those particular words get into Mary's heart? You know what? She'd obviously been reading her Bible, the Bible she had, because the prophet Isaiah wrote this, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and low in spirit. Oh, there's where she got those words from. And the psalmist David wrote, his faithfulness continues through all generations. How many love being in the Psalms? Just get those praise juices going and and prayer juices going. It's just wonderful. Well, Well, Mary did the exact same thing. Mary is speaking words from the Psalms and the prophets that she had already layered in her heart as she followed God. Now, it happened again when the shepherds left. Remember, she didn't understand what was going on. Why all these circumstantial things and people not being ready for us and not the way she planned it. But it says, after the shepherds left and said, you know what, Mary? God told us that we would find you and the baby not at the hotel (laughs) and, and not in a children's bed, a crib, but in a manger, in an animal stable. And and the scripture says it happened just as they said. You know, how many people just give up on God before they get to the place where they can look back and say, God, look at it, it happened just as you said. Reminded me of a, you know, when you think of looking back, I went hunting in my Christmas file for this story because our church used to do what we do today. Every Christmas, what's the best way to help people in our community? And at that time, Pastor Jonathan and his volunteers uh, would get these huge Christmas baskets, hampers they called them, for families that couldn't afford much at Christmas. And uh, 
One time we uh, were helping, you know, uh, there were these um, parents who had children, uh, mainly suffering because of AIDS, and this is before there has been some good advancement and cures for that, but... Uh, so it was a while back, but we're remembering back to God's faithfulness. We got this note back from uh, a report back from one of the staff that worked at the Philip Aziz Center here in Toronto that we were helping out at the time. Uh, she said, one of their clients that we helped out with a hamper is a single mom with AIDS and she has a little girl. She had absolutely no way to supply a Christmas for her family or any means to buy gifts for her girl. So the Aziz Center put her down in a, on our hamper recipient list. Well, the only thing the little girl wanted for Christmas was an easy bake oven. And, and the mom felt so bad that there's nothing she could do to get that for her. And, and, but they'd relied on the hamper from the church. She called in after Christmas morning to the Philip Aziz Center and told Lisa, staff member there, the shock on her face when her little girl opened her gift to find an Easy Bake Oven. The little girl apparently went head over heels with excitement, it says, and volunteers at the church had decided that year that that particular age of girls would get an Easy Bake Oven as a gift. The mother was totally moved that God would arrange things so much that a simple request from a little girl would be met. In her condition, it is comforting to know that she and her daughter are loved by God and it affirms to her that God is in control and watching over her and her daughter. How many are thankful that God is still mindful of the lowly state of his servant? You know, children that are here, you know, when you pray to God, sometimes he'll, he'll say yes right away. Sometimes he'll wait until it's the best time to give you that. Sometimes he'll say no because he has something better in mind because he knows stuff that you don't know. But how many are thankful that, that with no one around, God can answer the prayer of a little girl who talks directly to God? Isn't that wonderful? And so, so, so Mary understood that, that if you trust him with what you're going through right now, well, listen to this. If you trust God with what you're going through right now, do you know what you're doing? You're providing the very material that God needs to work with to make the next good thing happen. How many have followed Jesus long enough to know that so many times in our lives we look back and see his faithfulness we're glad he said no when he did. <laughs> We're glad he said yes. And sometimes he says, wait. And we wait and he brings out something even better than what we have in mind. Does that ever happen to you? Isn't that great? So Mary had it happening here. What we're doing when we trust God through a tough time, we're providing him material for the next story, an upcoming story of his faithfulness in our lives. All right, third, remind yourself how all wrongs are temporary. How did Mary do that? Look what she hid in her heart. She says, he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Now, where did Mary read that? You know what? She is quoting from Psalms, several prophets, and the first book of the Bible, Genesis here. She'd hid all kinds of scripture in her heart. And what she is saying here is something that Jesus came to earth at Christmas, grew up and declared to the crowds in his time. And it's recorded so we can hear it today. And how many are thankful that Jesus said that evil does not have the future? 
The future belongs to him and what he says. You know, we live in a world, you know, Mary lived in a world with racism, uh, oppression, especially of the Jewish people and other minorities, uh, a corrupt government, a murderous King Herod, slavery. And, and, and yet she's able to declare this, that this isn't going to last. And Jesus comes to a world where there's corrupt leadership, pride, injustices. And he says, you guys that are doing this, you have an expiry date. <laughs> How many are thankful that sickness, suffering, and separation are not going to be in our future? It means that today's oppressed women in Iran, the starving people in Africa, and the people being bombed in Ukraine on Christmas Day today, every person that is experiencing injustice in their lives, that's not where the future is for those who follow Jesus Christ into the future. The one who came to be our Savior at Christmas is coming again to take us to a place where what he intended for humans is going to happen in his presence and it is going to be forever. All wrongs are going to be made right. The planet is going to stop groaning. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth and we will be with him forever. And Handel's Messiah sung at Christmas, got it right. He shall reign forever and ever. And that is the future for every follower of Jesus. So we can remind ourselves that all wrongs are temporary. Who needs to hear that today? <laughs> What's going on in your life? Listen, it's temporary. You know what it means? That means that what you're going through right now is exactly that. It's what you're going through right now. I love those words in the Christmas story. You know, the old King James, it says, it came to pass. I like that. He didn't come to stay. <laughs> it came to pass. Whatever you're going through right now, dear one, it's, it's what you're going through right now. It's, it's temporary. It doesn't have a shelf life. All wrongs are temporary. So what are we saying? We're, we're almost at the, the, the fourth one now, but where have we been? Refocus on who God is, right? Magnify the Lord. Recall how God has been good to you in the past. Remind yourself of how all wrongs are temporary and then reset on all all you have to be grateful for. Mary says, he has filled the hungry with good things. He's filled the hungry with good things. Where did Mary get that from? So that it spilled out of her heart? Psalm 107. <laughs> Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he fills the hungry with good things. How many, how many have good things in your life today? I said, how many have good things in your life today? I, I, I heard this before, so I went and looked it up. Listen, if you have food in your fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of the world. If you have money in your bank, your wallet and some spare change, you are among 8% of the world's wealthy. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than the million people who will not survive this week. If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the agony of imprisonment, or torture or the horrible pangs of starvation, you are more blessed than 500 million people alive and suffering. If you can read 
well, I'm reading it, but if you can read this message, you are more fortunate than three billion people in the world who cannot read at all. So I ask you again, how many, how many are blessed in this room today? <laughs> uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, Pastor Timothy, and the words are recorded. You know, he says, but if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Now don't try and tell that to your kids around the Christmas tree. <laughs> but you know what? Kids, listen, if you, kids, if you never got one Christmas present this year, you already have lots to be thankful for. You're already blessed. All right, so let's pull this together, move into a prayer time. How did Mary regain perspective when she was hit with a Christmas that didn't turn out the way she had planned it and people were disappointing her that first Christmas? Do you know what? The same way we can. As a matter of fact, you're doing it right. If you're online, you're in this room in Toronto, you're doing it right now. You have chosen to be part of a gathering where your heart would have opportunity to ponder the truths of the Bible and the goodness of God, the blessing of God, and the faithfulness of God, and, and, and taking a closer look at who God really is. You're doing it right now. But how about, just as we move into our prayer time, how about we let, we let it go deeper, right? Because we're going to have a lot of stuff happening today. How many, it needs to go deeper so it sticks better. <laughs> so could I just invite you, and online too, just, let's just bow our heads, put out all distractions, and just pray together with me. Let these truths go so deep in your heart so that next time you get bumped, <laughs> what will spill out of your heart will be, will be something that, that God wants to come out. Lord, we, we focus on who you really are. We take a good look at Jesus today and we say thank you. We are so blessed. You are so good and kind. You love us enough not only to come to earth for us at Christmas, but to journey with us as your followers so when we get off track, you love us enough to discipline us. You love us enough to encourage us when we get discouraged. So Lord, we, we magnify you. We magnify you. We see you as you really are. We take, a, we take a closer look, a deeper look. And we recall how good you have been to us in the past. Oh, thank you, Lord. Summer, winter, springtime, harvest, the whole year. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, remind us how, how anything we're going through that's wrong or unjust or nasty right now, it's temporary. And it makes us look forward to the future that we're gonna have with you where everything's gonna be done well. And Lord, we... Uh, we just take a moment now to, to think about all we have to be thankful for. Fill the cups of our souls now with gratitude, with so much that we have to be thankful for. We focus on that so that when we bump into uh, an undesirable circumstance or somebody says or does something, we just, what spills from us is the goodness of God forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and truth in love. Thank you that although none of us are perfect, every one of us can get better at this. So we want to ponder these truths from you in our hearts so that they, they show up more and more in our lives. Thank you for helping us, Lord. 
We love you, Jesus. And all who just prayed that to the Lord, why don't you just add your own amen to that? Amen? Amen. Love you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.